Hi, welcome to the Horrors Podcast, the podcast where we talk about sex in horror. Sexy, sexy. Um, we are the Horrors. I'm Elise. I'm Shay. And a little bit about us. So we met as English majors in college. From freshman year on, we were in at least one class together per semester. So we were, and we've always been each other's favorite um, conversation partners. Always like the late drunken night philosophical friend to turn to when it comes to these fun conversations. So we just thought, why don't we have these conversations where people we don't know can listen to us? I agree. And naturally, that turned into a podcast about sex and horror. So it absolutely did. <laughs> Took a little bit of coaxing on my part. Horror isn't exactly my forte, but I'm really excited about what we have for you guys. Yes. And it's something I love very much. So I'm excited to just jump in and tell you all what we hope to do with this podcast. Eek! In general, people don't think horror is a smart genre. They think it might be gratuitous, exploitative, and violent. And in some ways it is. But the conversations we want to have is about how intentional it can be. But specifically, we want to talk about women in horror. Because if you think about it, most conversations about horror are your Mount Rushmore of slashers, (laughs) right? Your Freddies, Jasons, Ghostfaces, Michael Myers... And most often, you're talking about the men, you're talking about the aggressors. When you think about who's driving the vehicle of the plot, more often than not, it's a woman. While there's not a lot of diversity in the types of representation of women in horror, or at least that's not in the popular or mainstream representations, they're more present than when you actually would think they are. So... You might be thinking for a horror movie podcast that's talking about strong, empowering women, why the hell is it called The Horrors? Seems a little bit uh, mean-spirited. <laughs> but it really goes back to that question of representation and how one of the solidified tropes within the horror film is one of the whore that would be like the sexually active, confident, sometimes brash or offensive female character and what happens to her which is usually being murdered probably gruesomely and many of those examples include sexual violence and nudity so in the anatomy of a horror film there's a tether between the actions of a woman and what ultimately happens to her the whore plays the opposite of the final girl which this is a term i learned recently okay because i'm learning um the final girl is often a virgin often meek serving as the purity necessary to drive out the evil antagonist. Right. And the horror is one of the many tropes existing within the horror film or any other film that really uses hot teens as their protagonist. Uh, The simplest way to break it down were to be if you're looking at the cast of (laughs) Scooby-Doo. There's Velma, your nerd. There's Shaggy, your delinquent. There's Fred, your macho male type. There's usually a person representing a minoritized population, so a person of color or a disabled person or a neurodivergent person. For the sake of this conversation, that'll be Scooby. And often there's a woman coded to be more promiscuous than her other female counterparts, which in this case would be Daphne. And often that's all we really see of that Daphne character's personality. We don't get much of them throughout the movie because they usually don't make it that far. We usually just see uh, the punishments of their actions or their fate and not really um, what else there is to them besides who they have sex with. Recognizing 
that that trope is prevalent throughout horror movies of the past and present, we want to take a deep dive and look at these characters that don't get that level of attention or highlight the films that never hit the mainstream because characters like that were their protagonists. Mm -hmm. Let us be clear. We're two feminists who are sex positive and queer and trans inclusive. We don't believe a woman's actions, sexual or non, are prescriptive of her fate. Exactly. And we want to analyze those characters and the context that created them to see who these women represent in society at the time their film was released. Horror movies represent cultural fears. For example, vampire movies booming during the HIV and AIDS crisis or or, you know, like the fear of bad blood, quote unquote, um, Halloween premiering around the time of the Golden State Killer, or, you know, the fear of danger in the suburbs. And through the years, horror writers have created these films intentionally to reflect what's terrifying the masses at the time through the disguise of blood and guts. So these are made with intention, with purpose. So there's stuff here. And if horror movies are already designed to reflect culture on that level, of course there's going to be commentary on how gender and sex are portrayed. So you might be thinking, okay, you want to talk about all of these promiscuous women, but I can't think of any. As we mentioned before, there's two usually prevalent representations of women in horror films. The Final Girl. So these are your Nancys in Nightmare on Elm Street, your Sydney Prescotts of the Scream series, your Lori's in Halloween. And then there's anybody who's not her, or there is a stark opposite who could be, quote unquote, the whore. And try to name them. You might not remember Tatum from Scream or Tina from Nightmare on Elm Street or Judith from Halloween. And if those characters don't sound familiar and you've seen the movie, it's probably intentional because they're not characterized in a way that makes you remember them. And it's not just these seemingly small side characters that we're interested in talking about. Think of films like The Descent and Jennifer's Body and The Craft. They've all reached occult classic status within the horror community, but if you're more of a casual horror fan, chances are you've probably never heard of them. And if you were to ask to name some horror movies off the top of your head, it's pretty likely that you're going to name some of these male-driven slashers like Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween. And it's not coincidence that horror movies that center strong women aren't as prevalent in the mainstream. Hence why horror turns a lot of women off. The only thing they really see is themselves being killed. So we want to unpack those films and talk about how there's a lot more ways to write a woman than just two. To put a button in it or to put a pin in it, The name horrors is offensive, and that's the point. Because it's offensive what happens to women in society who do as they please with their body. Right. And we also want to recognize that the horror genre has been a home for many folks who fall outside of the binary and, quote, normal representations of sexuality and gender. Education and sex aren't always friends, so we also want this podcast to be a space for fans of horror that aren't straight cis men. By calling attention to the often offensive stereotypes and expectations that are put onto women and gender, the more it allows us to have honest conversations about society at large, and it's not all bad. Yeah, ultimately, we have a lot to thank horror for. Horror gives women the opportunity to be badass, seek revenge on their tormentors, and take their power back in a way that other genres just don't. Also, horror centers women in a way that other genres don't, even the ones you'd expect to. So for example, there's an awesome article by Kaylee Donaldson called Women Love Horror, Why Does This Surprise So Many Dudes from 2019? 
And within, she reveals a lot of cool recent research that talks about the trends of women who consume horror. So we all remember the 2017 remake of It, which smashed the box office records for a horror film. It was really significant in the horror community. And it actually revealed that the remake pulled 51% of the ticket buyers were men and 49% were women, which is pretty much saying that in terms of who consumes horror, we're on a pretty even playing field. Also, there was a recent study done by Google and the Gina Davis Institute that used technology to recognize patterns in gender, screen time, and speaking time in major films. While the results revealed that men are seen and heard twice as much as women, the opposite is true of horror. Women held 53% of the on-screen time and 47% of the speaking time. For comparison, women held only 5% of the on-screen time in romance, a genre that's just meant to be for women or marketed toward women. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it's nuts. Especially as a romance fan. Especially as not a romance fan. I know. Look how the turns have tabled. (laughs) My, how the turns have tabled. But essentially... We want to provide space for true horror fans like me, who who might be lifelong horror fans and just really want a space that centers the women's perspective when watching a horror film. But we also want to provide spaces for folks like Elise, who are so interested in horror, but may have been turned off to it, you know, just based on previous experience. Yeah. Hey, y'all, I do not frequently watch horror. I'm trying to change that, but I have so much fear in my body <laughs> when it comes to horror films. Yeah. So, what about them causes that? Oh why, do you, why do you? Why do you hate them so much? What about them? Don't I hate? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think a big part for me is that horror films are just so <sighs> sensory. They just appeal to your sight, the sound when you know playing with those jump scares and the music score. Uh, that's terrifying. They are very loud. Oh my God, so loud. And I don't know, I think I'm just a a sensitive person in general. And I feel very affected by films like that. But like films that are trying to tug at your heartstrings or make you scared, I am so susceptible to those things. And since horror is just so intense, it's uncomfortable to sit through. So would you say you have a strong reaction to pretty much any film that tries to invoke emotion or just especially the ones that are meant to make you uncomfortable? Films that are supposed to be scary or films that are supposed to be sad, (laughs) I experience very strongly. I remember when, um, oh gosh, what's that movie with Lady Gaga? Uh, Stars Born. Right. When A Stars Born came out in theaters, I almost saw it and then at the last minute decided not to because I didn't feel like feeling (laughs) <laughs> I didn't feel like feeling Mood. in that in that capacity right and and you know as much as I you know decided I wasn't going to see a star is born in theaters that day I mean times 10 for anything horror it's so scary also I really I don't like a lot of gore um I think I think a lot of the horror that I've seen seems almost senseless in that way in the beginning when we were talking about preconceived notions of the horror genre. I think a lot of that fell into how I feel about it. Just like, why does it have to be that way? <laughs> why? Why, um, why is it bad that it's that way? Exactly. So because it's called it's doing what <laughs> it's doing what it wants to do. It's making you react. It. I Yes. 
And I think that coming at it from this analytical perspective is going to help me have more of an appreciation for it and and at least recognize it um, for more of an art form instead of being so scared of it. And it's something that, you know, is everywhere. Like you said, it, I mean, that affected me and I didn't even... Did you watch it? No. Did you watch it, it? No, I didn't watch it, it. But I remember driving down the street one time and seeing a red balloon tied to a sewer grate and knowing what that meant and knowing I was scared and I didn't even see the movie. So it's a genre that has affected me, even though I've tried very hard to stay away from it. And I think it's time to sort of face my fears. But <laughs> even if it's facing your fears, I think that this is some struggle or this is a conflict that a lot of ladies feel where they're intrigued, right? Because yeah. scary things are inherently intriguing. So like, we're both big true crime fans. Mm-hmm. And to me, watching that stuff is almost watching or listening to that kind of stuff is almost worse because you know <laughs> that it actually happened and that these things are true. But I'm not afraid of Freddy Krueger coming to get me. <laughs> A, a little, you know, finger knife wielding burnt man coming <laughs> to get me because well, I don't live on Elm Street. When you put it like that. Right? Like there's like there's certain I mean, obviously there's the supernatural is what's so so fun about horror and not all of horror is supernatural, but there's just so many ways to dress up what people are very plainly afraid of. And all of these monsters and murderers and tormentors are just exaggerated versions of things that are already out there, you know? It's scary. <laughs> Yo, crime is scary. <laughs> oh, well, I'm I'm excited. I'm ready. Um, what else do you like about horror so much? So I can prep myself for all of the viewing and discomfort I'm going to be feeling as we soldier through this podcast. <laughs> as you soldier as through. I as soldier I fly through, through valiantly. <laughs> I, I'm just... So excited to just have a space where I can kind of talk about why I love this thing so much. Like I said, it's kind of been a lifelong passion of mine. I've always been a fan. And I've just kind of noticed that a lot of conversations that surround this and a lot of the way that horror is marketed is marketed toward young men. And, you know, being a queer person, being a woman, I just love the idea of creating a space where we're not just talking about the woman as a victim. And we're not just talking about the woman as cannon fodder for this large, tormented, often male soul's backstory, right? It's not just like a notch in his machete. Um, (laughs) If we're going to put it, if we're going to put it that way. But I, I think I'm just really excited to just be able to, look at these things and by no means do you know we're again all of research is standing on the shoulders of giants so there's a a lot of amazing research and academia already being done on these things but um you know at least we're just english majors in college we're not experts but we're two people that just love to talk Mm -hmm. and we've been told that we're funny and that there might be some people <laughs> that might to let might like to listen so mm-hmm. yeah i think y'all i think y'all might find a little giggle giggle here and there um especially maybe if i start crying um because of something that i'm yeah that that back and forth that dissonance where i'm gonna be like this is so cool and lisa's <laughs> going to be traumatized um i mean for and, half a week after and we i watch do the film. yeah <laughs> honestly i 
I just watched Insidious for the first time with Shay uh, maybe a week ago, a week and a half ago, and I'm still thinking about it. Um, that part where the face is in the window th- in the nursery really – I think about it. It just got you. It stays with me. It really does. But mm-hmm. anyway, I mean – yeah, I'm not doing this just to be crazy and out of control and masochistic. <laughs> I, you know, like Shay said, we're both really interested in this topic. I'm coming at it, obviously, from a very, a very different place, you know, where I've been super turned off to horror. But I'm so interested to see, you know, what discussions live here. There were always two things that I wanted to change about myself. <laughs> the first one was that I always wish that I liked spicy food more than I did. And the second was, I wish that I liked horror because I feel like there's such a cool kid vibe to liking both of those things. And there's not much I can do about the spicy food thing. I've been slowly working on my taste buds. <laughs> I'm Right now I can do some mild salsa and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Oh, I'm sorry. Medium salsa because before that it was only mild. Wow, I mean, can wow, wow. we talk about progress? But – Horror is something I feel like I do have a little bit of power to change and to educate myself about. So (laughs) maybe I can be a cool kid after all. And I'm glad you brought up, we're going to have a lot of different types of discussions here. We're going to, you know, have some episodes where we just focus on a singular film, where we have a badass lady protagonist. (laughs) We're going to, you know, talk, we're going to be a little academic sometimes and just talk about these tropes and, you know, what built these tropes and what perpetuates them. We might play some games, uh, you know. Maybe under to really challenge Elise, we'll just have some hot sauce too. You know, oh my God. like <laughs> we'll just really just find some spaces to conquer all of our fears in this <laughs> podcast. But ultimately, we just want this to be to be a cool space for fans of horror to really just turn some of these films on their head. And th- again, this is coming from somebody who adores horror, who loves it. And is not trying to be, you know, critical of a genre I adore so much, but really just trying to look at it in a way that I wouldn't say that a large portion of the fan base often would look at it. Yeah. And this can also be for wannabe fans, too. Absolutely. We welcome truly. (laughs) We welcome all stages of horror fans. Yes. I'm glad that you've come out of your horror closet and you're doing just fine. Thank you so much. I I feel very excited right now. I'm sure that I'm sure that I'll have many emotions along the way, but right now it's all good. Right. So next week, keep in on the sexy theme. Elise and I will be talking about our first times. Times to remember. Times where we did a lot of learning. A lot of experimenting. I don't know why my grandparents were in the room. <laughs> But we'll be talking about. <laughs> yeah. But we'll be talking about our first experiences with horror films mm-hmm. and how we think it shaped our overall impression of horror. Exactly. Um, I already know. I've already started thinking about mine, and it's it's really it's just so laughable. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Exactly. Until then. Y'all, feel free to email us. Um, we do have a Gmail account set up. It is thehorrorspodcast at gmail.com. So that's the horrors with a W, W-H-O-R-R-O-R-S. Wait, I can't spell things out loud without looking at them. But yeah, the horrors podcast with a W. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at the horrors podcast. 
Um, same thing for Gmail, same thing for Instagram. Those are our only two social media platforms right now. So if you want to email us with some suggestions, whether it's a movie you'd like us to explore or a trope you'd like us to explore or just this, an experience that you had with horror, whether it was walking into the room right as somebody got harpooned on TV. And you're, that happened to me one time, oh, okay. <laughs> my brother and my dad. And all I wanted to do was walk through the room and I saw something so awful. But um, <laughs> yeah, this is why I am the way that I am. Um, so if you have any stories like that, yeah, feel free to email us um, so we can hear what you guys have to say as well. Absolutely. Um, until next time, we're the horrors. Yeah! <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> Bye! Bye. <laughs> Bye.